Hello, this is uh, Ethan Soderberg. I use he, him pronouns, and you are listening to Capital City Comrades. I'm here with my three other co-hosts. Okay, cool. So uh, today we're talking about some issues relating to the feminist movement, um, especially relating to uh, um, reproductive rights and our personal issues with it and our history with like the movement surrounding it. So, where would we like to start? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the woman. True. <laughs> Either that, or we could just start with the, just the, the use of the term reproductive rights. Just the, um, <clears throat> I personally, because I'm very like, entrenched in the LGBT community, um, well, a lot of people who are like, trans and stuff like that. You know, have universes. Um, so, like, I I like that the term has become popular because it still has become around the top. Like, it still is in the top in relation to modern state of things, especially with, like, with whatever comes next. <laughs> true. True. Um, I don't know how to start. It's okay. I can talk. I can talk about like I can go into the whole abortion thing. I can start with that. Um, I can. I feel. I basically talk or mention what I was like going to talk about earlier. Yeah. Um, I w- I would just say like uh, we can definitely start with like our personal like personal view. Our, I mean, even just in relation to like just our personal views of just why we would have been okay. children. Yeah, let's let's start. Um, so I guess we could start with like what our views are on it, and if we're pro-choice or not, which I'm pretty sure most of us are. I was gonna say, I think we're all pro-choice. <laughs> we're all pro-choice, yeah. for that reason but other like 
diagnosed with OCD and further into that, I discovered that I had something called tocophobia, which is a fear of pregnancy or childbirth. And I just sort of like associate like a child inside of me as violation. And then that's like connected to my assault, which is like violation. And I just think that a lot of people need to understand that women go through like so many different things and they shouldn't judge them for reasons why they would get an abortion or why they did get an abortion. So that's just like my personal, very personal take on it, on why I am pro-choice. That's a good thing. And 
didn't get approved <laughs> because of my mental illness, because of my OCD is so bad. And the doctor looked at me and she was like, I can tell you just do not want children. Like, this is right for you. I can tell right now. Um, the only issue is that is it is expensive. <laughs> but, did you know. tell them about your My what? Your, did you tell them about like, your experience with Tokopoko? Yes, I told them everything. And she said I basically qualified to get my tube tied, even though... I am still technically young, and I don't have any children, which I think is really stupid that you you need to, like, have kids in order to, like, qualify to get, like, it's so stupid, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not really related, but it's, like, in, it's kind of related. There, there's a lot of, like, weird gaslighting kind of stuff that I've noticed in conversation with this where, like, people will be like, well, how do you feel with your experience like that? Because, like, the way that I've experienced it is like, this particular question that I'm bisexual. People will be like, well, how do you feel? Like, Are you just really straight because you're only dating? You know, a certain specific set of genitalia. And I'm just like, well, I just kind of do. So yeah, there's this, there, there's always this this kind of, um, that's kind of gaslighting. Sure. Like, it makes you feel invalidated or like they're trying to make you second-guess yourself or like there's something wrong with you because you don't want kids and you're just a monster in society. Yeah, it, it, it reminded me of that because it's just like, I don't know, some people just know, and I think you and me definitely because we were talking about this, we just kind of know that we just know yeah, kids. No, well, and then I just want to add this really quick here and then I can let... James and Ethan, like, give their take. Um, sorry. I said you in a, in a formal... <laughs> um, I'm just not used to it. There was, um, what was I going to say? Oh, crap. I don't remember. Wow. I completely blanked. We were talking about gaslighting and then um, James versus James. Oh, shoot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> My brain's... Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Okay. So I've had people, um, my OCD has really affected, you know, my tocophobia, my irrational fear of children. Well, it's not irrational, but um, okay. it's so bad. My OCD with pregnancy is so, so bad that people have asked me, like, if you didn't have OCD, would you still want kids? And I'm like, I, I don't think, I still wouldn't want kids, but my fear of pregnancy wouldn't be so bad wouldn't be so uh, intense. Yeah. So that's just a There are people who are afraid of being pregnant that are OCD, I'm sure. There are what? I'm sure that there are people who have, or who, or excuse me, I'm sure there are people who don't have OCD. Yeah, they just have tocophobia, mm-hmm. where they just yeah. have a fear of it. The yeah. issue with me is my fear is like so bad that I have compulsions where I'll randomly go get a pregnancy. Like, I'll t- I've will probably taken, like, 300, maybe 500 pregnancy tests ever since I was assaulted because I was – something just clicked in my brain that, oh, I'm pre- pregnant, like, all the time. And it's just – oh, it's so fun. And then I associate that with, like, being bad and being violated. Like, no, I do not want this tumor in my – like that's how 
I see. I'm sorry if, if that is uh, offensive to some listeners, but um, I associate a fetus as like a mass or a growth violating my space. So you can see you can see where the mental illness portion comes in. I literally cannot be pregnant. It's not. It would be mentally deteriorating for me. I cannot do it. But, uh, Jimmy, what, what is, what, how do you view, are you pro-choice, what is, what are your views? Yeah, I mean, I'm pro-choice, <laughs> so I, I just believe that, even body autonomy, I believe that, you know, when, basically, like, when you become an adult, you are, you have complete freedom to do whatever you want within, you know, the limit of small 
is is that pe- people who are pro-choice are not necessarily pro-abortion. They're just they're just um, it's really just what it is pro-choice. It's like it means that you you have the ability to make the decision of whether or not you want to get an abortion. So just because abortion might be legal in your state or your country, wherever it may be, it doesn't necessarily mean that more people are going to want to get abortions. It just means that people who wanted to get abortions before can now do that in your state rather than having to go to another state to do it. That's, that's the only difference. I also have read that abortions are actually safer than giving birth. Yep. So I just want to add that. Because um, women can die in childbirth. Abortions are super safe and they're super easy. And it's I've heard that it, it goes by so quick. And the doctors at Planned Parenthood are so nice. Like, I'm just People trying to... People who work at Planned Parenthood are so nice. <laughs> And I'm just trying to get rid of, like, that, I just, I'm trying so hard to normalize abortion. People see it as this daunting, scary thing. I just want it to be like, you just go in and you, you do it, and you're okay. It's okay. Normalize it. Also, it's kind of hypocritical and ironic to say that you're pro-life, but yet you're, you're not, you're not valuing the life of, you know, the woman, the potential mother. Like, you're, you're putting... more significance on the potential of life of an unborn clump of cells over the significance of an already existing um, woman's life who should have you know who should have um, a say in I'm what important. she chooses to do and not do with her body. I am important, not the thing inside of me. Right. Well, that hypocrisy children concentration camps in this
and I think both you and I, Julia, have both had this experience, but um, from the time that I was in preschool to the time that I was a senior in high school, I was raised in the Wells, the Wisconsin Evangelical Synod. It's a very, very dogmatic, very, uh, very strong presence in Wisconsin in terms of, like, conventional modern uh, Christianity, um, especially with Christians that follow the Bible. And throughout my entire formative education, there was always the component of the soul, and the soul was the reason why they were like, people shouldn't get abortions because you don't know what the soul is going to do in this life. And the third dogma was just very basically like, essentially like throwing away all of the stuff that you were talking about, about like, um, a person's bodily autonomy, a person's like, right to their like freedom, whether they want to have a kid or not, and stuff like that. Um, and it was so, it was just so much more focused on the soul than people's physical lives. And that people can debate the existence of the soul. That's an entirely podcast yeah. episode. <laughs> but um, being the secular humanist that I am, would just like to be like, yeah, it's more important that you just kind of let people live their lives and just kind of do their own thing and not. Um, one of the things that is most associated with leftism for me personally is the separation of church and state. And uh, abortion and, well, I mean, the main thing for me is being, being an LGBT individual as well. Um, that's the main thing for me, but like in terms of like my friends who have uteruses as well, like that is like both of those things. I was actually going to mention that. I, I, I think that, um, I think we recently saw something on like TikTok about like how we were, from a very early age, we were sort of, in a way, we, we were sort of brainwashed and conditioned with like, for example, like say, saying, you know, like standing up and saying the Pledge of Allegiance every oh, morning in yeah. school. Like, like, we were conditioned to be like, uh, like patriotic and nationalistic, nationalistic so and like one nation under God. Like, and we I didn't think, even know what we were talking about. I think they need to take under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance, and I think they need to stop printing in God We Trust on money because I think we need to stop forcing things to say in general. religion. Yeah. Um, this is kind of going back a little bit, but I just want
young age with um, religion and low-key traumatizing them. Um, so when I, I was uh, 16 years old, um, I was forced to go to a bunch of stupid youth group retreats that I didn't want to go to, and I was really awkward and shy and antisocial, and I just didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. But my mom forced me into religious activity with other teenagers because she thought that it would, like, get me out of my shell or, like, praise Jesus. But, like, I wasn't into that. But anyways, we went to a retreat, and it was the most random thing that had nothing to do with the retreat at all. They, like, put us into this, like, they, like, got us into this, like, um, what is it even called, where you go to church and you, what is that room called? Is there, is there a name for it? It's no, the room in a church where they have, like, the sermon and everything. I don't know. <laughs> I would say just, like, that's just kind of the church, just, like, the... That, yeah, I don't even know. But... I don't, it probably has a really good name. But they would lead us in there, and then they randomly showed all of us impressionable teenagers from ages 13 to 17 a video on abortion yeah. and why it is wrong. And it was very graphic, and it was like she, it was like this woman talking about how she regretted her abortion, and it like showed a video of it. And like essentially, um, it was propaganda. It was a yeah. so basically. I'm not saying that it was inappropriate because that's wrong. Obviously, I'm pro-choice, so that's it was inappropriate to show it to a bunch of preteen teens and bra- it's like brainwashing it's them, like culty. And that's part I think what sort of started to play into my fear of being sexual because I was afraid I was a slut. And a bad person. And then that, like, feed it in later on with my pregnancy fear with my assault. So thanks, religion. Well, the, the other thing with um, indoctrinating kids is that um, I had a bourbon and then we do it um, <laughs> But uh, the whole thing with um, indoctrination, and I've heard this from multiple other people because I'm, I'm friends with a lot of like quantify it really. I've, I've heard of people talking about their experiences with like quantifying what the right age is to give that kind of propaganda to kids when they're at their most impressionable when they're going through their most dynamic dramatic formative changes during their youth um, and people actually in the church shoot for 9 to 14 as the ages in which to indoctrinate kids to like, you know, it's like kids' brains are like, think of them as like, um, things are always going in and out of them, just like filled with so much religion that nothing else can float in and out of it. That's what they Yeah, we have to get them while they're not being impressionable. So that's your show. Yeah. 
why you don't teach kids to swim. <laughs> now it's really the same way. Yeah, it's uh, it's messed up. Like it's very um, all of the stuff that we're talking about in terms of like feminism, abortion, and stuff like that. It is very, very deeply interconnected with organized uh, Christianity in particular. I've heard varying things about Catholicism, but I was raised Catholic, so I can't really comment on that. I was raised Lutheran. Yeah, I was Lutheran too. I think we were both raised in Wells. What's up? That we were both raised in uh, Wells, Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Um, no, mine was uh, Missouri Synod. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Which honestly, I'm not gonna lie, is not that bad. Like there are worse, worse, worse. The Wells is worse. <laughs> yeah, but like it's still. I just. It didn't feel right as I got older. Like, every time I went to church, I just wanted to be there, and it just didn't feel right. And I felt different from, I just didn't feel like I belonged there, and I just, it, I just didn't fit. It didn't fit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I felt that more and more the more I was told that I was going to hell because I like men, <laughs> um, in addition to ladies. Um, <laughs> so terrible. And it's so bad. Consenting <laughs> things between adults is awful. Um, and, uh, yeah, and that's why I didn't come out, God, I didn't come out until I was like 22. Um, and I was just like, I always knew. Um, I just like always knew. I was like, yes, and also yes. Um, and then I discovered the term pansexual, where I was just like, yeah, I'm essentially that. Um, is it pansexual where you're basically attracted to anybody? Yeah, yeah. So, like, there are a lot of people that I've been... It, it essentially is like a term if you want to talk about, like, people... And this is a whole other, like, podcast episode, too. But, like, uh, okay. there are um, people who have debated whether people in the community should use pansexual or bisexual or to... Mm-hmm. Um, describe who they are, um, and this is getting off topic from the church thing, but okay. the long and the short of it is, um, it's very much based on individual people, and I have always just kind of been like, I just kind of like what I like, and sometimes I like them, sometimes I like them, yeah. and sometimes they don't have the genitals that are assigned with the birth, and you just like who you like. Shrug. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, and then that just like 
so I burped and then I started coughing. So I was trying to do that like away from the mic, but it oh, kind of worked. Good. I didn't know if Ethan was going to say something. Uh, yeah, I have a oh, couple yes. things to say, I think. Um, first off, I think we should oh. clarify when we're we're talking yeah, about religion. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, first off, Just I think... Uh, we're talking mainly. We're talking mainly about um, uh, conservative Christianity and how that's really poisoned the minds yes, of a lot of. And, and basically, how it, uh, how everything just keeps coming back to religion and like Christianity, whether it's like the topic of abortion, feminism, sexuality, like everything goes back to religion. But I think we should acknowledge that also, there are like quite a few like um christians that are like um also like pro-choice and a lot lot of other like people oh, yeah, other yeah, yeah. religions yeah. that are I was, I was raised catholic and yeah. i i've never like, so i don't that is one thing that i do need to work on remembering is that not all christians are bad um oh yeah I do need to work on remembering that and that there there are pro-choice Christians. Um, I think with my issue is I've just seen so I, I've just seen so many um, hateful ones, but I need to remember that's not actually real like Christianity. Like yeah, we're, yeah. we're not trying to like say like oh okay, we hate Christianity or this or that. No. Yeah. Christians in, in general as a whole. I think we're just trying to say like. Totally. Perspective, there were just so many different perspectives. But, mm-hmm. um, we 
we talked a lot about like how these things intersect because I would know that when you're talking about false culprits, they're very complex, especially with the United States, but also just because like there are so many different kinds of it, and they're not always just like when these things intersect, it's just not, it's not just negative. It can be positive. It's like there are a lot of the LGBT persons that I really, um, from their point of view, have said, like, yes, almost everybody is they want everybody to be to practice their white cultural rights and elder law rights to celebrate Um, Because of my experience with that, I think I've really seen that there are cultural Christians who are like, yeah, I have had your thing every year. I, I think, um, Jess, you and I just kind of, well, I know for me personally, I sometimes forget that there are good Christians out there that are pro-choice because of just our upbringing. I think yeah. we've experienced some trauma, some religious trauma, so sometimes we forget. At least that's well, how I am. I mean, the, the other thing, too, is, like, we're still, I mean, like, I'm 26, and I, like, I learn something new every day. I try to learn something new every day. I know that's kind of weird. I'm 26, and I learn. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, I think it's I think it's more direct now that there is just so much stuff, so many perspectives mm-hmm. that I have no idea. I don't yeah. know what all the perspectives even are. Perspective right now. I've actually had personally even ask about my atheist beliefs, which is always an interesting conversation. Just like I don't know, it's it's important with whatever kind of conversation you're thinking about to um, just be respectful and tactful. We talked about tact and free speech last episode, but in terms of being respectful, just like um, just acknowledging like different belief systems and acknowledging like. No, it to- it totally does. That's that's one thing that I'm working on. I have to try really hard to like step back and cause sometimes I get so sucked into what I believe and a lot of like being pro choice stems back to why I am and it stems back to like um how I was raised about it, I notice that I get very passionate and angry, and I need to, like, step back and be like, calm down, like, you need to respect that maybe this person doesn't feel that way, so I'm just it's kind an of... emotional topic, Yeah, so I'm trying to work through that and acknowledge that not everyone thinks the same way as me, not everyone has had, the, obviously, the same experiences, and I just have to sometimes filter myself and just, like, be a little careful. And the thing... Wait, someone else is going to say something on the turn. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I just... Some, oh, yeah, um... Okay, yeah, just like a couple more things. I think we should probably do an episode in the future about, like, far-right 
Christianity, conservative Christianity, like the history of it in this country, maybe globally, and how it did, like, poison a lot of people, especially, like, the whole, like, uh, uh, Christian, uh, Christian uh, nationalist um, debate or whatever, like, you talked about the pledge. A lot of people don't realize the whole under God thing wasn't added until the the 1970s. Um, and that was to, like, uh, basically, like, combat the fact that, uh, that, that a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, religion was, like, um, considered, like, taboo and, like, the Soviet Union, they, 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 uh, tried to, like, um, combat, like, uh, secularism and, like, uh, the role of, like, religious institutions in, like, the Soviet Union and it's kind of like a propaganda tool. Like, the United States basically was, like, saying, oh, like, they they hate God, they hate churches, so here we love God and it's, like, everyone's ruled under God, unlike the yeah. heathens in, like, the Soviet Union. Or... Unlike those dirty communists. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Even though there are are a lot of yeah, uh that's... communists that were also like kind of like uh like forms of christians like different denominations of christians too but like yeah, yeah um, i was gonna say i'm sure there are a ton of religious communists yeah and i think we're all agreed that we're all like um yeah i think we're all agreed that we're mainly like agnostic or like atheist here but i just want to make sure that we're like open to like um we're open to having like uh listeners that are of like a religious background or whatever as long as they're not hateful is oh yeah oh yeah for sure oh yeah yeah we're, we're not we don't want to alienate anyone and oh, we don't yeah. want to offend anybody in some sort yeah, of way yeah we don't we don't want to like you know, uh, single out anyone's belief system or or views or anything. We're just kind of giving our own opinions on yeah. it. It's, it's really this. That's what the whole podcast kind of centers around. It's just um, we're we're discussing these topics based on our own opinions and kind of experiences and viewpoints. So what's probably important is they'll touch on other views, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're a bigot, then I fuck know. you. We don't want you. Oh yeah, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bye. If you're, if you're if you're just a very close-minded person and you're not even willing to hear, you know, any you know, alternative opinions, then. Um. Yeah. As soon as you say people are going to hell, have some choice words with you. Exactly. Yeah think we should probably also in the future do like an episode on like bio erasure because i have like a lot of stuff to say about that but i don't want to like take away from like the conversation at hand too much so i think we need like a whole episode yeah. on it yeah yeah i was gonna say let's pop off about that because that's that's the topic i like <laughs> Uh, does anyone know much about, like, the, 
like the history of like the whole like abortion debate like and the reproductive debate like uh, stateside or Fair enough. I'm not sure if, and I'm still learning too. Um, I there is one thing that I wanted to quickly say that I found out. Um, I guess there's this like law that's trying to be passed with abortion, where the woman has to get permission from the man in order for her to get the abortion. Um, like the man has to like sign. He has off. to sign it. He has to sign like. Saying that, like, he consents to the medical procedure. I think that's a whole other, another level of male con- control, controlling a woman, patriarchal and control. It, it, it enrages me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, raises eyebrow in polyamory, where I know a lot of people who are like that a primary partner who is like a lady and then have another partner who's like a man or, or just a boyfriend or whatever and I'm just like I always like whenever I think of that I'm just I have so much ammunition for it because I'm like okay so in this hypothetical what if like one of them is pregnant but the person who they're in a relationship with is a partner in like or yeah another thing that's really weird is like messed up and traumatizing for the woman is what if she got pregnant from a man who raped her does that mean that if she yeah. has an abortion she has to confront her rapist and go yeah. through trauma again really which is i was gonna say i think i think when someone told me about that in uh, high school that was like um like me really breaking down my walls and like how i like, oh yeah, shit happens to people where they have absolutely no control over it. That was where I was like, yeah, I'm pro-choice <laughs> because of that. It just I was going to mention, actually, what you said about, like, in the scenario of rape is that that is one of the fundamental reasons why I am pro-choice because what if what if a woman is sexually assaulted by a man and he ejaculates um, and does not use and is not wearing a condom? So why, why should she have to face the consequences of his actions? You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, like I said, that was why it was such like a, like a everybody's like, because I was like, yeah, that's the whole the whole choice wasn't wasn't that actually like one of the big like arguments brought up in like Roe v. Wade was the whole like um I think it was rape yeah. assault issue yeah yes yeah yeah I was gonna say in terms of me knowing the history I don't know a lot if there's more of an extended history the most I know is Where I, that's, that's but the if there's more to it, I'm always willing to learn all about all of the history. 
I'm I'm still learning. Um, I've become, like I said, I've been pro pro choice. Uh, probably since I was a teenager when I started. Because I'm gonna be honest, before that, in my early teens, I didn't really think about it or care about it. I just didn't, you know. And then so, I, I'm lear- I'm like more passionate about it now just because of my personal experiences. Um, so I'm still learning like a lot and. I'm learning a lot, like, in the past two years, and there's still so much more that that I'm uncovering about this topic, and, oh, yeah, just trying to advocate for everybody that has a uterus and their rights, because they should be able to do what they damn well please, and that's that. Yeah, it's, uh... It's interesting that the whole like a global, global history is still like ongoing and and stuff too. Like um, a lot of Americans probably don't realize that um, uh, like the right to abortion wasn't legal in Ireland until like uh, twenty eighteen. Oh yes, I did know about that. Yep, yes. which was and uh, yep, and gay marriage was pretty recent there too. Like it's 20- it's crazy yeah. that it's taken so long for some of these things, and we're still in the process of trying to get rights for certain things. It's just insane. Yeah. Wasn't it's in 2015 when the Supreme Court made gay marriage legal? In uh, the United States, yeah. Um, the whole thing with uh, in uh, Ireland uh, that a lot of what kicked off like the 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 repeal of like um, the abortion being outlawed in like the Republic of Ireland was the death of this uh this uh 28 year old uh East Indian woman uh and I'm looking up her her name in uh 2012 yeah the 31 year old dentist uh Savita Halpanaver uh died at the university hospital um from a miscarriage and they refused to like the hospital wasn't legally allowed to like remove the baby and she died of like complications so she died because they weren't they didn't take it out yep. right because they probably thought that was like murder well i wasn't i'm not sure if how if all the doctors like personally thought it was murder but the law Whoa. like yes yeah, but it made a lot of people angry, which is, like, the main reason the amendment was, like, repealed. So a woman lost her life because of this stupid law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A woman who's already a living, breathing... Well, I mean, the baby... I don't want to say that you probably... what I don't know how far along she was. Was it... I don't know. I don't know that like, it entirely matters because it's just like such a, a, a situation that ruins like um, I don't know, just like you should you should value a person's life if you know that it's in danger. Or you should value a person's life regardless. Yeah. Well yeah, especially a miscarriage is the the baby already dying. So yeah. if the okay, if yeah. the baby's the baby's, the baby's dead, so like it's. They still cared more about 
they yeah. they could have saved her life by I mean the baby was going to the baby was not going to live no matter what right so so basically they had to choose between one death or two and they chose two So, um, in regards to where that stands today, is abortion abortion is le- is legal in Ireland now? Yes, um, but it's still it's still illegal in Northern Ireland. Okay. Which is like, that's like a whole nother thing. Like, yeah. If people aren't, if listeners aren't aware, the island of Ireland is technically sp- split up into two countries. Um, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. It used to all be owned by England, but now only Northern Ireland is owned by, like, the UK. The Republic of Ireland was able to, like... Yay, Brexit. And I didn't know... I, didn't I was going to say, I a Brexit episode, too. Oh, God. I could I talk about Boris Johnson. So <laughs> the Americans talking about Brexit for now. I looked at the Remember when he said that uh, Obama has... Uh, ancestral dislike of the British Empire because he was part Kenyan. Bruh. Jesus but Christ. I did not know that, but I'm not... Based on what I know about him, I'm not surprised he said that. Yes. Also, like, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awful. Could add Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just... I... The, okay, another, this is another, like, me talking about memes thing, but have you guys seen that video of, like, um, it's a, <laughs> it's like a, it was something that was on the BBC about, I think, I think it was Jeremy Corbyn talking about Boris Johnson becoming the Prime Minister, and he's, like, giving an interview and he's talking about, yes, Boris Johnson and all that stuff, and then it cuts back to the newscaster, and the newscaster's like, well, I don't know why he's talking to a tree. It's got nothing to do with the broadcast. I love that. It's I'm be- gonna send you guys that video because it's the funniest video ever. I I think I've seen it like in like one of those like instantly regret playlists or whatever. But um, yeah. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's just kind of soft. Well, I I don't know. I I know they have like um. Uh, I know, like, um, abortion, uh, abortion is legal over in, like, England, and, like, England, Wales, and, and, uh, Scotland, um, Hmm. yeah, but I don't know, like, the whole, like, um, I don't know, like, the whole, like, Tory viewpoint in it, if they're, like, if most of them are like anti-abortion or not, I was gonna say in order to comment on that a with a little bit more articulation, I personally would have to do a little bit more research. Same. Because I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of their uh, what commonly held viewpoints are versus what party viewpoints are. So, like I said earlier, I don't know about a lot of that stuff. I guess to <laughs> end on like like uh uk politics my the conversation there i guess my biggest gripe is like a lot of people have like called like uh 
uh, Jeremy Corbyn, like an anti-Semite or whatever, and it's mainly like unfounded. It's mainly because he's like critical of Israel. You see like the same like thing, like people calling like Ilhan Omar, like an anti-Semite because she's like critical of Israel or whatever. But yet they, but yet you don't hear the same sort of outrage from like conservative politicians over there saying like, uh, like saying black people have like watermelons, watermelon smiles or like, um, or like Boris Johnson saying like the Kenyan thing, but yeah, it's, It's unfortunate that, like, racism is, like, the to, like, certain, like, global politics to, like, us, but, like, it really is, and, um, it does, it does, um, people holding those movements does definitely amplify, like, I don't know, like, us hearing about it, even though America is very, like, insular, and, like, very about global yeah again sort of going back to the separation of church and state you you can be critical of of the israeli government's policies without you know it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're critical of israel or um israeli people or jewish people it just means that you know you you just disagree with their policies Another person who was called anti-Semitic, I think, for being critical of Israel is uh, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, okay. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. But, um, it's, and his uh, dad literally fought against the Nazis, too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, his dad died in the war. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he made a whole album about it. Final Cut. Yeah. really underrated. Go check it mm-hmm. out. Um... But yeah, I'll say it before, I'll say it again. Um, it's honestly more anti-Semitic to like conflate all um, Jewish dysphoria with Israel than to um, say that uh, the Israeli government has some has some problems, and they uh, a lot of times they function as like an apartheid state. I I personally believe in like a two-state solution. I think uh, both Israel and Palestine should be recognized as like separate countries. But yeah, I, I don't know why they can't just share the land. You know, it's. I mean, I know that it's because it's you know like the Holy Land and it's you know got all of this religious connotation attached to it, and that can be kind of tricky. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're all just people, and, you know, we all want to live our lives in peace, at least that's what I think we all want, you know? Right. Similar to the research thing, I would like to hear about how we want to make Jewish friends here, or how they feel about it, because that would be like a couple of years. Or, I comment on it, because I have... I've heard about it, and I know it's a very, very complex issue, but, like, I think Palestine is still 
and like other stuff we were talking about before, because they're growing and still trying to understand all of that kind of stuff, and then still we'll just like get through the group and come back. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what I remember to add to that, but yeah. Good points all around. Totally. Um. Okay, uh, with the whole, um, back to the whole, like, abortion, like, issue, has anybody read that, that weird, like, Zootopia fan comic? The what? Zootopia? (laughs) (laughs) Of all of the things I thought I was going to talk about today, that was the very last one. Oh, you'd be surprised. I was going to say, I feel like we should provide context. Oh, quite, I have a really quick question. Yes. Yeah. Are we allowed to swear in this podcast? Yeah, I've I labeled it explicit like content. Because <laughs> so. I just said, what the fuck? So I wasn't uh, sure I've, I I've dropped um, some F-bombs too. It's all right. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I, I've, I've said fuck like eight times. I'd say, like, the only thing I'm I'm nixing right now is, like, we can't use uh, slurs here, but I think that was obvious from, like, the get-go. Um, what is this utopia thing? Okay, so basically there was this, um, there was this fan artist on, uh, what was it, like, Tumblr, I think? Um, I think it was Tumblr, yeah. Uh, but he made this whole, like, uh, comic, like... I guess, like, in the whole, like, uh, like, super fan, like, thing with, like, Zootopia, there's, um, this idea to, like, romantically ship, like, uh, uh, Judy yeah. Hopps, the, yeah. the rabbit, and, uh, Nick Wilde, the fox, the fox, yeah, and there was... I know about that, I know about that, people were romanticizing that, I know that. Yeah, but basically, there, he made this comic where, uh, she got... She got pregnant with his, like, she got pregnant with his kid, but she, like, um, she, like, um, aborted it because, um, she was worried about what, uh, what a hybrid between, like, a fox and a rabbit would Uh, (laughs) look like. Yeah, it's her like talking to the other character, the like the fiction like show don't tell aspect of it is like them having a discussion, like an argument about like what that would look like oh and like God. what would happen in that regard. So it's yeah, it is kind of like so it would be like a a rabbit fox hybrid. Yes. Thing. I don't know. I guess I like I I had only heard about it because there were channels on YouTube that. 
stuff. Doing like dramatic readings of it, yeah. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, but that's funny. It's it was, so it funny. A hell of a thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, look into this. I don't know why I haven't heard of it. I, I just mean, look I, up Zootopia abortion. Yeah. A treasure trove. Such a funny combination. Zootopia abortion. Like, such a. It's combo. For me, it's like, it's simultaneously, like, very surreal, but also very sad that, like, in terms of, like, you can talk, fiction is a good vehicle to talk about a lot of different topics. Like, one character says one thing about this, right? Another character says one thing about another thing. I sent it to you guys in the chat, yeah. I got it. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) is it in the chat? Yes. Um, it's just like for me it's like interesting and surreal but also like really like uh, sigh disappointing that that's like how like how abortion gets like talked about in terms of like oh yeah the fly is utopia (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that movie though i love the fly i've seen parts of it but i've never seen the whole thing it's the um Yeah, it's um. Oh, it's Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah. it's Cronenberg. Okay. That, yeah, and that yeah, this is off top. I know it's off but that video drone. I've seen parts of it. I think I watched it in like a film class in college, and that movie. Yeah, that. That's something else. I like. Um, I'm really into the fun artist uh, Junji Ito, so I. Uh, <laughs> I, I think body horror is really. Um, it's really, really gross and disturbing, but it I think is. it's interesting as like a medium to like tell stories and stuff like that. My favorite Junji Ito manga is Tomie, which is about a um, she's like a, a young girl who's a succubus who can't die, and she's in all of these weird, different stories about her basically trying to like either mind control people or seduce them or like whatever. It's just like a really, it's just a really fun, like fun and gross and disturbing, but fictional. I kind of like disturbing. Yeah, read if you like disturbing, read Junji Ito. I like watching and like reading things that are, especially watching because I'm a movie buff. But I love watching things that are like so you you know you should look away and you you just can't stop watching it. I just I kind of like things. This sounds weird, but I kind of like stuff that sits with me. And makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why. That's, that's super valid. I do too. Uh, I don't know why. That's why I'm just like, haha, Junji Ito. Uh, David Lynch is another good example. Okay, can we all talk about Eraserhead? Because <laughs> that movie was. I, the first time I watched that movie, I watched it at like 2 o'clock in the morning by myself, and I don't know why, but like. That's a hell of a time to watch that movie. I was that's bored. It was like in my college dorm and I couldn't sleep, so I was like googling like weird movies or something. Just like wanted to watch something that that was like really creepy and disturbing. Surreal and got to ya. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm uh, still not sure what all of uh, Eraserhead means. Um. Um. So I guess it <laughs> when I when I like watched it, I like had to Wikipedia it. I guess it's supposed to be like his loss of. Something it it like symbolized like fatherhood and like uh yeah I could see that him 
not Listen, all of us tie in the podcast together with all of the reproductive rights stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it, no, it is kind of that this eraser head's kind of about reproductive rights, though, isn't it? Because it's yeah. all about I'm like a eraser head It looks kind of like a cross between like a worm and like an yeah. apatosaurus. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's just wrapped up in a blanket and it just like lays there and it's like sickly and it like moans. Like that that movie's just like It's not like real life eraser head, but there was somebody who I met at an anime convention in twenty nineteen. And um this was the last uh, convention I had gone to before the pandemic happened, so there was like a lot of people and it was still safe to go out and stuff. But there was a dude there who was the 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 guy from Eraserhead, that was his cosplay. And he had like a full, like, realistic drop of like the weird Apatosaurus thing towel. And we were just like sitting in line for like a panel at like two in the morning or something. And he was just like going off about like, how his grandma used to make like palm and shit, and I had such a surreal, strange experience. Did he have like the frizzy hair wig? Like yeah, a wig? His, yeah. his hair like looked like that, just like naturally, like he, it was just very naturally curly. I just remember yeah. that that movie being just very like a fever dream, and it was like sort of industrial vibes, just very. Yeah. So if anybody wants to watch something that makes them feel really like creeped out and like a, like you're in a fever dream, go watch Eraserhead. It's like a music video without a music. <laughs> Remember that weird part? Remember that weird part? It was I think it, it that was, like, one a, weird part. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. weird part is the movie. <laughs> it was the part where this woman, this like old, like creepy woman, was singing in like a yeah. radiator. The 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 lady in the radiator. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, wasn't she like stepping on like sperm cells too? Or... There's probably some kind of symbolism. Something with like fatherhood and just like reproduction. See, came back to it. I'm very, yeah. I'm very into like the idea of like impressionism, where I'm just like you can kind of do whatever you want to. I don't, I because I like writing and I like writing interpretively about um about like media I like um I'm just very much like I have no idea what a racer head means I don't know what the end of Evangelion is about like all those hyper hyper weird movies and I'm just like it's pretty cool I couldn't tell you this I wikipedia the shit out of Eraserhead after I watched it because I don't like being left like what like I, I just needed to know like what this was but even wikipedia could out, so. Speaking of weird movies about birth and feminism and stuff like that, have you guys seen Lars von Trier's Antichrist? Okay, so um, <laughs> Jimmy and I started watching it. Hey, we're talking about Antichrist. Honey. Jimmy, come back. We're talking about the Willem Dafoe movie. We we started watching. You no, know, I'm something of a, a devil worshiper <laughs> myself. We started watching it, and then Jimmy wanted to turn it off. I mean. It's good to probably turn that movie off before you get into the genital mutilations. We literally just watched the beginning where that little kid dramatically fell out of the window. 
mother having sex. Mother so. <laughs> what if me? And that that was movie is something. I might. Isn't there like a really weird scene where like the there's this fox like talking to him? Yeah, he, it says chaos reigns, and that can be up to interpretation as to what that. The fox is also voiced by Willem Dafoe. If oh. you <laughs> he says, "Are you in or are you out?" <laughs> I, just to, I just want to go watch. Don't you know what I've sacrificed? I I'd rather not. I'm actually I actually kind of hate. Yeah, what's... It seems like a, a movie I would not want to watch if I was in a certain headspace. No, I think she wants to get rid of 
why she does it. So I don't know. Yeah, what's the uh, the name of the actress in that again? She's she's beautiful. Um, uh, I can look it up. Trying to swallow. Yeah. She's been in some other stuff too. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, she's great. Caitlin Bennett? Nope. No. Oh my god, that's... Okay, she is 100% not pro-choice, obviously. Oh god. Ramen-haired lady. Yeah, I forgot she existed for a hot second. Sorry, I'm sorry for the reminder. I heard that... um, It's like Beetlejuice, but you say her name. I heard that she's in, I heard that she's engaged and her fiance is like in the closet. Like that he, that's yeah. a rumor that he's like in the closet, but it is? Oh. I I don't know. It's I don't know how founded it is. He has like a yeah. a higher pitched voice and that's about it. So Oh, that's what's going off. I I had only seen it based on skepticism that I had seen a lot of posts of like why do all of these like conservative like women who are like really popular have like husbands who look like their closet. <laughs> right? Uh oh. Uh yeah, I have no idea. As a formerly closeted individual, don't do that to yourself. That's bad. <laughs> I'm looking up horror movies about pregnancy. There's quite there's quite a few. Yes. It is. Yeah. Um, it's like an experimental horror movie. Um, depending on, it's also kind of, depending on how you feel about like watching like, uh, uh, art done by like a sexual predator is also like, you have to take that. Because it was done by um, uh, Roman Polanski, who uh... <laughs> wasn't he married to Sharon Tate? Yes, um, but he also famously um, uh, drugged and raped a fourteen-year-old girl, and he's not allowed in the like United like States anymore because of that. I feel like I heard about that. But he's still allowed to uh, direct and produce films. Interesting. Well, That's um... another case where I feel like I should. Yeah, and he's just, but he's, but like as part of the condition, he's not allowed to enter the United States anymore, so he has to film all his stuff in Europe now. Yeah, it's a shame because he's like, um, he's, he was and is a brilliant director, but he's also like an evil man because he did that. Yeah. Well, isn't, um, who else is a? Isn't it? Isn't uh Woody Allen? He's a director writer, and didn't he like sleep with his cousin or something? Uh, no, he um, he he slept and uh, married his um uh, his stepdaughter. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say I I like Woody Harrelson's movies, but that. What Woody Allen? Did I say Woody Harrelson? I'm yeah. So Woody, Harrelson. <laughs> Woody Harrelson hasn't done anything cancelable. 
people. From no, no, no. Woody, Woody Harrelson, good. Woody Allen, bad. I mean, plenty of a Woody Harrelson's character characters are pretty cancelable. But and that just sucks though because Woody Allen has made like there's this one movie that I think it's called oh shit who is it is that one with Diane Keaton and he plays like a hypochondriac what am I thinking of are you thinking of um uh oh god uh what is it it's like one of the first movies he did uh I don't know. Annie Hall? Are you yeah, thinking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like one of the first movies he did. It's pretty much about like um. A relationship that's like kind of destined to fail or whatever. But yeah, and I just remember his character had like health anxiety, and I don't Woody, know. If... Woody Allen is thirty-five years older than his wife. Aw, how cute is he? <laughs> um, his yeah. wife is his former stepdaughter. Yeah. Daddy. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> Adopted by Mia Farrow. Oh my god. Oh, wow. She also dated Diane Keaton. Yeah, because they were in Annie Hall together. And the only Woody Harrelson movie I've ever seen is a Woody Harrelson movie where he's like an android. And I don't don't remember what it's called, but he's like an android who's trying to make his way. You know what we should do? I think you guys would like the movie Sweeper. We we should have another we should do another pod like another episode where we just talk about like film just straight up. Oh yeah. Oh totally yeah. I think it would be cool to have like a blindly kind of thing, but I would rather have a general consensus on that because I I like variety podcasts. I listen to variety podcasts for the most part, where it's just kind of like a stream of consciousness thing where they just kind of talk about whatever. I mean, we just went from uh, Christianity and. Abortion to uh, Woody Allen. So well, yeah, I think it's good to have like a a general topic and then have like branching points out of there. I like how diverse like everybody is. We can just jump. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like we all like. um, We all kind of have the same fervor with like art. I have my bookshelf literally next to my... Aw, yes, I see that. I, I, I liked bringing up random books at random topics, so for this one, I'll bring up The Handmaid's Tale. I still need to watch that show. Read the book first, it's really good. My, my mom, I I remember my a couple months ago, my mom was like gushing over how much I would like it, like the, the show, but I'll read that's, it. That's it's weird that your mom would like the show because it's very like pro-choice and well, like, my mom. It surprised me. My so, I guess I'll just bounce back to this then, really quick. My um, I assume that my whole family, like my immediate family, was very like pro-life, and I that included my mom. But su- my mom surprised me. Um, she's become more progressive over the years, and she's actually the most progressive in my immediate family. Thank the Lord. Huh. But um. I reached out to her a couple months ago, and I was like, Mom, I just want you to know, like, if I ever got pregnant, I would get an abortion, and I would just really need you to respect that, and she surprised me, and she said, it's your choice, it's your body, you don't need to tell me, you do what 
Wow. So happy. Wow. That's, I mean, like, we've had, we've definitely had venting sessions where you talk about I'm impressed. That's, I was honestly ready for her to be like say nothing or just like say something negative, but she surprised me. And um, I think if I ever did get an abortion, she would be the only family member who would know. And I think we would just keep that between us because the rest of my family are they are they are pro lifers to the core. I'm not going to elaborate on it very much because I don't know how the parties abortion is also a topic in my family that has affected us and has actually caused rifts between family members because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that need to be tactful and want to talk about it in a very uh, sensitive and articulate way is super valid. Like I said, I'm not really going to go into detail. I don't really want to talk about my family's dirty laundry on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, like, I totally understand that because in the summertime I posted something about that was pretty (laughs) I posted an article I wrote about how um, religion has affected me negatively and how that plays into me being pro-choice and my aunt commented on it basically guilt tripping me saying your mom had you when she was a teenager Um, pro pro, uh, unborn babies lives matter she she literally said that and she made me feel guilty and she said I made you my daughter's godmother and this is like how you act Uh, first of all I didn't fucking ask to be anyone's godmother I did not ask to be anyone's godmother when she asked me to be a godmother to my cousin it was extremely uncomfortable for me I do not want to be anyone's godmother Godparent. <laughs> so, in terms of like being someone's godparent, I thought the whole idea behind that was to um, kind of, if like a parent dies who is kind of helping you kind of guide your like moral principles or something like that, I thought, and I could be wrong, um, that the whole point of having like a godparent was to have that person who you trust get that title mm-hmm. um, so that person will take up the helm. You become kind of their guardian. Yeah, yeah, in in a way. I did not sign up for that, so when she basically asked me to, um, how do I decline that? It was very uncomfortable, and I kind of feel like she purposely made me the godmother, so so I could. I think she did it so because she more more religious. I I yeah I think she knows. She knew that I was kind of straying away from religion, so she was like, I'm going to make Julia a godmother so we can reel you back in. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, um, I, one of my best friends uh, is religious, and he has two kids with his wife. Um, And they, I can definitely see them having a godparent, um, but I'm also very happy understandable about why it wasn't me, and the reason why I imagine why certain people think it was me is because I was the best man at the wedding, so um, I was very happy about that, because I, I would imagine they have a godparent, um, but it's probably 
relatives. shit bag. 
interesting too because like like growing up in like a religious household like I was just like I I personally in my experience was taught like yes the frequency of how you go, how often you go to church affects how good you are as a person but like there are like there are Christians that I know who they don't they don't go to church all the time but they're they're good they're good people like, some of the people. So most of the people that I've met, and again, I hope to listeners out there that are Christian, I really, I'm not saying all Christians, just my personal experiences, um, I've felt very uncomfortable around certain people in the church, but then I've met, but then I feel most comfortable and safe with people who are not very religious, so that just proves that just because you go to church does not automatically make you a nice person. If you want to go to church, that's totally fine. You do you. I've just met, like, so many kinds of, like, and keep in mind, this is a lot coming to me who's, like, the most cynical person I've ever met. I have met a lot of good people, and, like, all of them have very, very different opinions from each other. Um, I know a lot of people who are either, like, agnostic, or they're, like, they share what I believe, or science skepticism all that or Christian or they're Muslim or like whatever like I, it's just like being good that doesn't go out of style <laughs> like regardless of who you are so yeah no yeah I totally agree um people just have to remember that um religion doesn't always equal a shining Any any kind of persona that you like carries, they can they can feature that at the forefront of who they are as a title all day long, and that can go for whatever they want. I mean, like I've even seen people who like like atheists who are like, I'm just just a wonderful person, and I'll talk to them and they're just an asshole. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's kind of where the humanism, empathy, sympathy. Good people of all sorts of ideologies and bad people of all sorts of ideologies. Exactly. It doesn't always equate to going to church. It can't really always be quantified really in that it just kind of is. You just have to filter who you talk to and who you talk to. Hopefully you land on the right good people who do this. That's all you can really do. It's fine. It'd probably be um, an interesting idea also to do an episode in the future about uh, people that um, put on, like, the guise of, like, uh, progressive politics to, like, gain something. Like, you Performative activism. Yep. So, like, you act like you're progressive just to, like, get, for example, there's, like he said, Bernie bros, and it's where you come off progressive and everything, but that's just, like, to get girls. Yes. Yeah. So you get, you come off as, like, a feminist and, like, Just whatnot. to get into her pants. Pretty much. Any, any number of reasons, or just I've even doing it for, like, clout and just 
being like, hey, I'm a social media privilege. Look how, like, fucking woke and universal health Yeah, look how woke I am. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's very... From a, from a filthy frank, pretentious arrogance. Look how deep I am. We need to do like an episode on like the LGBT yeah. Q community um, and how it relates to like the American government because I think a lot of import a lot of stuff we could talk about there too was like how a lot of the probably like some of the most evil like individuals in the American government just happened to also be queer. We could um, <laughs> we could do that next. Yeah. It's like the same thing with the uh, yeah. Israel argument. Like, if you if, if you attack or disagree with the opinions of like, uh, you know, an LGBT politician, it doesn't mean you're doing it because they're part of that community. It means you're doing it because you don't like what what they're saying, what their opinion is. Yes, but I I think. I mean, and just just in terms of something that recently happened, uh, Biden appointed, I don't remember what her name is, and I know that I should, uh, Biden appointed a trans woman to, I don't remember what position it was recently. Um, she was like the first trans woman in that position, though, right? Yes, like yes, and that's why it was important. But, like, Rand Paul just like went off on her for being trans and i'm like what a piece of shit like you, you need to like you need to talk about like what her policy is and it's like what what are her qualifications yes exactly and she has a shit ton of qualifications mm-hmm. so um that's just the thing he just went on the same i'm not gonna watch it again because it was really upsetting for me personally but just like the, the stuff that he said was just like horrifically yeah him and his dad are probably two of the most like vile like people working <laughs> yes. in American politics oh um sorry I didn't mean to cut you too off but um, no, it's all good. I don't know Ethan I don't know if you saw the message that Jules sent you but um we, we haven't eaten dinner yet we 
Okay, that's fine. So you guys are signing off? Okay. Yeah, and totally. We also, we also have over two hours of material. Oh my god, I feel like this was a, a pretty good episode. Yeah, I mean, we, we popped off. It's 45, so we're about two hours and 15 minutes in. Damn. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'll probably, okay. I'll probably sign off too, because we have lots of material to talk about. Yeah, okay, so hopefully I'll have this, um, this will be up by tomorrow, um, what are you thinking? Uh, we yeah, should uh, title this. Title this one. Where are you uploading these episodes, by the way? Um, on my RSS feed, and that automatically uploads to the Spotify page. Okay, cool. Have so, you Have you listened to the first? No. Yeah. I I did. I I wanted to make sure that I hoped my audio was better for this one because eventually I was very yeah you definitely sound louder this episode Good. so it's cool i still haven't even set up my mic yet i was going to before but my uh the, the problem with having a pc laptop is that those motherfuckers always have updates so my computer decided to start updating today um so i was not able to my Norton pop-ups are probably going to come up in March. Oh, Norton, I have, have a, yeah. I have a, I have a blue Yeti, so I, it's very sensitive. It's like an ASMR microphone, <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, it's like high-end, like good. Um, so hopefully, I will be a little bit more audible, especially because of yeah. Um, I also know, um, I also know this, um, this uh, woman. She runs. I went to uh, Edgewood with her. She runs this um, podcast called uh, uh, Lime Gin Beer Tequila. It's uh, a queer podcast um, in the Madison community. I was thinking maybe we could like do a crossover with them sometime. That would be phenomenal. That'd be cool. I'm, yeah. I'm always up for like collaboration and like crossovers and getting as many viewpoints and angles and opinions as possible the more the merrier yeah so um what do you think we should uh, title this episode oh. i'm um okay well the core of it we kept bouncing back to like abortion and stuff so i don't know kind of eraser head eraser <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. i've also th- i also thought the zootopia comic would be a funny title but <laughs> yeah. Abortion is I'm just yeah. curious, why did you decide to go with Year of the Bat for the first Uh Year of oh. the Bat was um uh the whole like uh COVID relation Oh I get it thing um with like um because like the whole idea that uh they said that strain started in like uh bats or whatever. Yeah, but um, it's also kind of a reference to an Al Stewart song called uh, "Year yeah. of the Cat." Year of the Cat, I know. Yeah, but speaking of speaking of cats, uh, we keep getting up because our cat is being cute and distracting us. She's by the window and she's like, we have the window open and she's just 
really curious about outside. And... I can send you guys a video of my cat that I did today. I don't know. I would. I I would call it anything about anything related to Zootopia or Racerhead, but then people like <laughs> listen to it, and it's actually like a very like pro-choice podcast. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah. I I say label yeah label it something either a Racerhead or Zootopia. Okay. The Zootopia one. <laughs> the Zootopia one. That's good. <laughs> Episode two. Um, all right, so, uh, are we thinking, like, uh, Fridays and Saturdays is probably the best days to record? Yeah, yeah. I would say, oh, also, um, so I, I just got a, uh, I just got a new job, and, um, I'll be working, like, second shift at a hotel, so, I'm in um, between jobs at the moment, so I'm open whenever. <laughs> are you yeah. still at, the uh, Starbucks, or did you, uh... Oh. Oh. I got laid off by Best Buy, so yeah. Oof. Well. Yay retail. Okay. Yeah. I work at a grocery store, um, and my schedule is different literally all of the time. Um, however, if we are ever wanting to do, like, um, my shifts are usually anywhere from, like, my shifts are usually, like, 1 or 2 to that's what my hotel job is going to be, like, 2 to 10 p.m. Yeah, and then it's, like, we could shoot for that, and then, but at the at the same time, I do have, like, occasional mornings, so, like, evening shifts, or, like, I even have, like, 6 to 2 shifts. So, um, I think it'll kind of vary, uh, depending on the week, but I'm very open to various times and still kind of negotiating Right. Based on everybody else's schedule as well. Right now, I guess we could shoot for Friday. Yeah. yeah. Does yeah, it? Shoot for Friday. Doesn't my uh, mom see you at the grocery store a lot? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Julian and Jimmy, I used to work at there something. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. used to work with Ethan's mom. At, oh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, she was uh, technically mom, your boss, right? Yeah, she was. She was. Yeah, she was technically. Um, and Ethan's mom would come into my job and be like, "I was like, hey, you work at the, the worst job I've ever had. How are things?" <laughs> so, um, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 weird. It's fun though. It wasn't the worst job because of her though, right? No, oh god, <laughs> your mom's a sweetheart. Um, I I ate at Panera Bread yesterday and then I threw it all up. Oh. Totally. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I don't think I've ever had a <laughs> She told me she listened to, like, the first first episode and she enjoyed it, so. She did say you sounded a little quiet, though. That, yeah. We're probably that's gonna... okay. That's why I tried to talk to Yeah, you're... We, dinner we, time? Yeah, totally. We're like, we've been talking for two hours, and this uh, normal circumstances we would have eaten dinner like two hours ago. And the podcast is 
like at uh hour uh, 47 i think so so i think we're good but that'll be us signing off uh thank you everyone thank you bye bye now